Blog Talk Radio. Friday night edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And, uh, you know, we're here to get this started. Getting over the Black Friday blues. <laughs> and that, uh, What's that? The Big <laughs> Belly Thanksgiving blues. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a good one? Yeah. I'm full as a tick. Mm-hmm. I'm past that. I'm trying to come down. Oh, okay. How off the food or the cocktails? How off everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything. Everything? Everything. It was good. It was good. Good. Getting ready for the next holiday, right? Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we got Cyber Monday coming up. Oh, Lord. So we got to get ready for that. <laughs> and uh, is it Tech Tuesday? <laughs> That's something I don't know. They got all kind of. Is there a Tech Tuesday? I can't keep up. I know there's a Cyber Monday. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway, well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gobble gobble day. <sighs> yeah. Hopefully everybody didn't spend up all their money out today. Mm-hmm. It's Black Friday. Okay. Happy Black Friday day. Black. You know what? I did see something. Somebody snatched some toys or something from some kid. I'm like, really? It's a kid. Uh, I know there was a shooting at a mall in Alabama. Really? But I don't think it was over products and things. No. Because two people got into something, and one person pulled out a gun. Oh, God. Shot somebody, injured a a little girl. Oh. But she's going to be okay. Right. But the gun, the gunman, mm-hmm. he gone. They shot him? Oh, yeah. Cop shot. Alabama. Shot him. Alabama. So this this must be one of the states that you can wear your gun on your your whole. I don't know. Belt. I mean, probably it was a police well, there, and I guess it's when, a red state, and you're right. A lot of them probably got them guns already in that holster. Yeah. So when yeah. the shooting started, that cops was I guess that cop was right there, mm-hmm. and just said, "Not on my watch." I know that's right. Took him down. Yeah, especially hurt the little girl, man. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet went right next to her spine. But fortunately, didn't hurt any organs mm. or uh, no internal bleeding. So angels were protecting her. What they say? Uh, God looks out for babies and fools. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, well, or is it old folks and babies? I said babies and fools. Uh-huh. Really? The fools, too? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Pay later, but anyway. Yeah, I guess so. All right, well, let's get into the rundown. What you got for us tonight, Cal? All right, we got a lot going on, so let's get started. Uh, hot topics tonight, Justice John Roberts claps back on Trump biased remarks. Also, Trump's Thanksgiving Day message to the troops. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and uh, House Judiciary Committee subpoenas Comey and Lynch. Hmm. 
Our hidden and quitted headlines, FDA thinks they've narrowed down sources of tainted romaine lettuce. Also, a couple finds $1.8 million surprise while cleaning house for Thanksgiving. Wish that was me. <laughs> um, Samsung admits fault over illnesses and deaths of workers. Wow. And a self-professed neo-Nazi to go on trial in deadly crash at Charlottesville rally. What's popping with um our infamous Papa Didi? He's going to talk about stigma. Our weird news, we'll lighten it up tonight. The British resort offers to host women's wedding to a ghost. <laughs> wow. Also, Japanese groom spends $18,000 to marry a hologram. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans man accused of bomb threat insists he just had to poop really bad. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm just saying with Red Wine, who died and made you king. Living for the city with Papa Didi. He's going to give us a surprise tonight. My Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot going on with that. Cocktail of the week is the Brown Bad Daiquiri. Okay. I'll kiss the list in the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's Poppin' is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Comment allez-vous? Got my red wine tonight. I see. This is a perfect dark tonight. Okay. You didn't get the black horse? No, no black horses. Okay. <laughs> I know a few, but no. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's hit the hot topics. Uh, Papa Didi, what's going on? Well, the first one, um, what should we call him? 45? 45. 45. Yeah, he he's messing on the chief justices. I mean, I think he just does that to keep his reputation the way it is. When people think he's some kind of no nonsense guy, deep down inside, you know, he's counting his blessings every night and praying to God to forgive him for being such a jerk off or happen to be a jerk off, and he can't get that Northern Jersey crap out of his mind on how he handles situations. But uh, like I always say, once uh, once that Trump era is over. I don't think you're going to even hear about that family too much. Anyway, uh, Trump lashes out at Chief Justice uh, John Roberts uh, on Wednesday. John Roberts one of the Chief Justices. I believe he was appointed by uh, one of the Bushes. I don't know if it was the older Bush or the younger Obama. Bush. I think he was appointed by Obama. Was he really? I believe so. Okay. After uh, Supreme Court leader, um, he, uh, he rebuked the president for suggesting uh, part of federal uh, Judiciary is biased 
based on uh, what was uh, where the gentleman overruled him when it came to when he talked about the border and things he want to do to the border. You know, different judges have come out and say how it's non-constitutional and speak up on it. And whenever you say something about Trump, it's a smack in the face for him because he feels like you know this is his world and uh, he's he's God Junior. I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, everything he says goes because he got that billion dollars. Must be something to pull up your bank account and see all that money every day. Must <laughs> yeah. put your ego in real. So he says, he, and I quote, Sorry, Chief Justice John Roberts. Call him sorry, Chief Justice. Now, who can do that? Mm-hmm. Who would do that? 45. Okay, but he, mm-hmm. you know, but you do indeed have uh, Obama judges. And uh, they have a much different point of view, a much point of view, most different point of view than than the people who are uh, who, who are charged with uh, the safety of our community, like some of our Republican uh, chief justices. I mean, this man is totally yeah. separating the world. He's talking, he's talking in separation. So it's not even supposed to be how do we, how do we survive? Democratic yeah. I heard them talking about that earlier. Yeah, why do people do that? Anyway, he added that we need to protect the security. These rulings are marked, have marked our safety, our our, un, 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 our country unsafe, putting our first responders at safe, putting our at, at risk, putting our border secure people at, at risk. He, I think him and Don Cheney or Dick Cheney have just all they thrive on is fear to the people. You know, and then you got the people to fall for it. So you can't really fault them too much. You can also fought fault those rats that are being led by, you know, the Pied Piper. Anyway, okay. he said we need to protect our first responders and everyone else is being jeopardized by these crazy decisions that are being made by, you know, justices and now the chief justice. Mm-hmm. Trump dismissed the ruling against his, his administration on Tuesday because it came from uh, what he called an Obama, another Obama Obama judge. Sure. All right. He's a chief justice. In his first public criticism of the president, Roberts said, and Roberts, chief justice, said in a statement, "We do not have Obama judges, or Trump judges, or Bush judges, or Clinton judges." Mm-hmm. He said, "We are all judges." All right. All right. Roberts added one day before Thanksgiving that an independent uh, judiciary is something. We should all be thankful for. Mm-hmm. All right. So the president Obama, the president's Obama judge comment came from a U.S. Uh, district uh, judge, John S. Uh, Tager, who was based in San Francisco. He put a stop on Monday to the Trump administration ban on refugees seeking asylum outside official points to enter uh, enter the country along certain borders. Trump attacked the uh, ninth U.S. court where this uh, judge was from and said that uh, he will be hearing from him soon, whatever that meant. What is that, a threat? Yeah. And the judge responded by saying, the judge from the ninth circuit said, uh, you cannot win when you cannot win when you're when you're us in the ninth district, Trump said outside the White House uh, when asked about the ruling, he said, I cannot win dealing with some of these Obama judges over and over again. Mm-mm-mm. So that whole thing was uh, very interesting. Uh, so anyway, uh, this got to the point now where Trump is saying that he's thankful for people like Kavanaugh that he confirmed last month. 
and hope that he could be more uh, insightful on things that are going on and see the realistic aspect of what he's trying to accomplish as far as keeping the country safe. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so apparently it looks like Kavanaugh is in uh, Mm -hmm. Trump's back pocket. You know, probably. That's how it is. You know it. Mm. And I was wrong. It was Bush who appointed him. John Roberts. If the other judge he was referring to, uh, Tigger. Yeah. Tigger or whatever. Yeah, I actually saw the appointment. That uh, I saw the appointment on TV. I was just gonna let you go ahead and jump yourself. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) What are you gonna do? So. I knew every now and then you needed. I think though that you know for him, for forty-five to go at. A Ninth Circuit judge like that, to yeah. me, that's a new low. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he doesn't like it when these judges rule against all his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You know, when you determine we're going to take money and build a wall and the judges say, no, you're not, not so fast. Or when he says we're going to shut down the border, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to snatch these kids from their parents and do this and do that. And the judge comes through, no, you're not. You know, he gets he gets really riled up. Well, well, I think another thing on that too is the fact that different judges from different areas are the ones that's in charge of that particular area. Mm-hmm. And when you break down stuff, this is why when you do a crime in in Jersey and come back to D.C., you know they they extradite you back to Jersey to face mm-hmm. your charges. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to just even though you're the president of the United States, you can't just look down and say, well, let me mess with people over here at this border. Well, that judge is in charge of that district, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. so therefore he said, no, nah, how are you going? to, wait, wait a minute, this is this is this is my district, right? Who like said you, you might be there? the president, but you don't want right. To I'm in charge of this. Yeah, so. but you know sometimes you can look at that as 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 power. Because that circuit judge over here, like you said, Papa, he's like, you're not going to come to my jurisdiction and, and overrule shiggity. Right, because when you keep doing that, you where do people stop? Right. Once they crack open the egg, they're just going to fry it. Mm-hmm. They're going to either make an omelet, they're going to make scrambled eggs, whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, But um, that's good. That's good those judges, uh, you know. Yeah, stand up for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, well, they, people don't, they're not worried about him. I mean, and also, these are people with eight years education as lawyers, then appointed as judges. Mm-hmm. And what has Trump done in his life? Yeah. Ran, what did he run? What did he run? The apprentice. He had, uh, he built hotels, Taj Mahal, failing casinos. Failing casinos. He was in the casinos back then. And all he did was been chasing women. You know, he got this new girl that's, uh, I mean, just off subject for a minute. She's going up for that job that was vacant. It's like a Homeland Security job. Mm-hmm. She spoke at the uh, Republican convention, and they showed her doing a file, f- file video of her coming out during the, the uh, during the um, the campaign time at the Republican convention, and she walked up on stage all all hippity and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just like white sunshine. You should have seen the way she was walking. You'll see her. You'll see her okay. coming up. You'll see her next week. With the hair blowing and everything. No, no. In fact, she has short hair. She's an older woman, but she oh, got that. Okay. She got that hourglass figure, and, and she's definitely the flavor of the month. And, and she's a head turner. You know. Flavor the month. Yeah, she's flavor of the month. She's a head turner. We'll see how long she lasts. And, and she's 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 got the hips. She kind of look like she's got like a Marilyn Monroe 
kind of uh, and other. And other that's chick. who you think he's gonna pick or something? Yeah, okay. yeah, because she's got that big old broad smile and that big old you know I am behind him one thousand percent. Is you'll see her next week. Okay. When you see her look, she's okay. got that come you know come f me look. Okay. Oh my! Oh yeah, she she's a oh, mess. Oh, go and check her out. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, she's a yeah, oh, she's yeah. a stinky okay. finger, honey. Oh, what you oh. got over there? Oh yeah, <laughs> got all off the subject. It gave me a whole new visual. Oh boy! Well, you um, see her next week. Oh, yeah, we gotta okay. look her up. On yeah, where you see her? I gotta see this one. She's gonna be a new appointee of the Homeland Security, okay. and she looks like she's ready. I remember Hope Hicks thought she was gonna be yeah. here Hope forever the same today. Way. Hope Hicks had the same look. She was in that revolving. Door. I am yeah. fat. I am woman, hear me yeah. roar. If you don't do what he asked you to do, you mm-hmm. got to go. And she was in and out. Out, yeah. Are you in and out? Well, speaking of 45, let's talk about the Thanksgiving Day message to the troops. Mm-hmm. Now, as we all know, or may not know, the president, whoever is the president, they always give a message around uh, on Thanksgiving to the troops that are deployed who can't be home with their families. Now, most of the presidents go and visit them wherever they are deployed, mm-hmm. whether it be Iraq, Iran, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. They go if they can, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, possible for them to be there mm-hmm. physically. Otherwise, you know, they'll send a message, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So now this is for the second year in a row that Thanksgiving has come around that Trump chose not to visit the American service members that he deployed. Mm-hmm. Instead, he spoke to them via teleconference from freaking Mar-a-Lago. He's sitting down there at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Mm -hmm. which he calls his White House South, sitting there with this big chandelier room with gold ceilings, reading from a script, talking to them about all this other stuff that had nothing to do with Thanksgiving or even saying thank you for your service, thank you for what you've done, he started going on and on about the Ninth Circuit judge and how he didn't appreciate mm-hmm. how he kept, you know, stepping in and not letting him do whatever. Mm-hmm. He started talking about how the United States is being ripped off on trade agreements. Um, you know, and I'm sure they must have been sitting there like, okay. Because they were like, I, they had to be sitting there puzzled, like, what is happening right. here? So they're there to fight some wars or whatever they're doing down Exactly. There. Well, most of these are the ones that have been deployed to the southern border. Okay. Dealing with the what he calls the immigrant invasion. I got you. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting down there really doing nothing, mm-hmm. watching the immigrants, mm-hmm. while he sits in Mar-a-Lago, because mm-hmm. he won't bring his pump out. Anyway, mm-hmm. let me not give commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but the Washington Post reported this week that Trump does not want to visit any combat zones because he's scared. <laughs> and he's scared and he fears for his life. Oh, boy. All the security. Yeah. Really? Now, the White House has not responded to that report, mm-hmm. but it says that those fears, if true, appear to be consistent with his history. Now, while he claims to be so pro-military, for all these years he's claimed to be Mm pro-military, he avoided service in Vietnam Mm -hmm. using a string of education deferments. Then he claimed he had a medical exemption because of bone spurs in his heels. Mm -hmm. So that's how he evaded going to Vietnam. But then later he described that same period of time when he should have been in Vietnam when he was talking on the radio show to that crazy Howard Stern, mm-hmm. 
and this goes back to 1997, he told Howard Stern that it, that time period was very difficult for him because he was living in the danger of contracting contracting sexually transmitted diseases from all the women he was sleeping with. He said that was his personal Vietnam. Oh, my God. He said he felt like a very great and brave soldier. I'm like, dude, did you actually say that? Mm. Now, this was in 97, talking to Howard Stern, but that was really where your mind was? Oh, my God. Comparing yourself to people who actually went to Vietnam and lost their life, lost their limbs, lost their mind, fighting a senseless war, and you think you were a brave soldier because you were fighting to not get an FTD mm-hmm. from all the little women you were messing with? Mm-hmm. That was that was him Ooh. talking shiggity and bragging at the same time. Exactly, which mm-hmm. is what he does best. Mm-hmm. But then he went on to start bragging about what he feels are his major accomplishments. Now, he still hasn't thanked the soldiers. Oh, my God. Now he's thanking himself. Mm. He's saying his two major accomplishments were providing record high budgets for the military and passing a law to let veterans see private doctors, which turns out to not even be true because (laughs) President Obama approved a $721 billion defense budget in 2010 Mm -hmm. and one for $717 billion in 2011. Both of those were higher than what Trump is saying he's done. Uh, you know, so typically he's mm-hmm. running off the right. mouth, claiming he did stuff that he didn't, making up numbers that aren't true. Oh, now, Obama made four visits to Afghanistan during his two terms, and he flew to Iraq in the first few months of his present presidency, mm-hmm. even though he campaigned against that war. Mm-hmm. He went there right. to be with the troops, to shake their hands, mm-hmm. to see their faces. To thank them. And he wasn't a punk about it. He wasn't scared for his life. Mm-hmm. He got on a plane and went over there. <laughs> but Punk 45 is sitting down there in Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. talking about, oh, my schedule is just so busy and all this. Because he's doing nothing. And getting, a, getting a tan. He's again. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You spend all your time on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And you know he didn't go to the cemetery in France when he was there because it was rainy and foggy. Uh, and the president uh, of France was very offended because when they went to go and do their commemorative thing, it was the 100th anniversary anniversary uh, of the end of World War One. Uh-huh. But Trump didn't go when he was there. He didn't go with the president of France to do the commemorative thing because it was raining mm. and it was a lot of fog. He thought he thought that his um probably face was gonna fall in his, his um hair too. Yeah, oh I was gonna be his hair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then when he got back to Washington he didn't go to Arlington National Cemetery but he stayed at the White House on Twitter. He didn't do you know the memorial yeah. uh-huh. that the president yeah, always right. uh, he didn't do it. He sat right there at the White House on Twitter. I don't understand. Talking smack, just, messing with people. He just just don't want to. He he don't want to be a traditional uh, president. Seems like, you know, there's certain things that a president should symbolize and do. Exactly. Uh-huh. You can do it your own way. Right. But there's certain things that you know it's decorum. Oh. And then he went on to tell the troops that. I made a tremendous difference in this country. This country is so much stronger now 
than it was when, when before I took office. You wouldn't believe it. And when you see it, we've gotten so much stronger. People just don't believe it. Yeah, we don't believe it. Don't sit down. We don't believe it. I just don't. I mean, it's hard to believe the stuff that comes out of his face, but that's that's our president. I'm not sure. That's our president, whether we voted for him or not. Well, if you guys voted or did not, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press one. Press one. All right, we got one more coming to you, Kettle. All right. This is some What else is happening? Well, the House Judiciary Committee subpoena uh, Comey and Lynch. Oh, boy. Should be interesting. Uh, They have issued subpoenas for former FBI Director James B. Comey and former Attorney General Loretta E. Lynch to appear for closed-door interviews in a probe of how federal law enforcement officials handled the um, Hillary Clinton event, the emails, and the uh, Trump Trump campaign's alleged uh, Russia ties. Mm. So I'm like, okay, what are they? What would they know? But anyway, so Comey, he's going to appear on December third and Lynch December fourth to speak with members of the House Judiciary and Oversight and Government Reform Committees. That's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, right. Um, while the authority for congressional subpoenas is broad, it does not cover the right to misuse. Uh, close hearings as a political stunt to promote um, political as opposed to legislative agendas. Mm-hmm. So the subpoena, the subpoena issued yesterday represents an abuse of process. Really? I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. A diverse from House rules and its presumption of transparency. So um, Comey, he tweeted, he says, um, I'm still happy to sit in in the light and and, um, answer all questions, but I will resist a closed door thing because I've seen enough of their selective leaking and distortion. Okay, now. Hey, I don't blame you. snaps to that. Right. Even though you may have your lawyer sitting there, I want somebody else. I want some, you know, for it to be open. I want some witnesses. Yep. So he, he said, let's have a hearing and invite everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Let the whole world see. I don't blame. See, if you're going to be transparent, that's how you be transparent. There you go. Don't say we're trying to be right. transparent, but you want him to go and get right. in this little closed door thing, and then when it's over, they'll come back and tell us right. what happened. Because that, that's when you get into he said, she said mm-hmm. uh, crap. Yeah, you're right. So we shall see what's going to happen. But um, you're probably not going to hear no um, more answers or information until after the first of the year. Even though they're gonna, you know, be subpoenaed, and they have to do their um, talking or whatever. They we're not gonna hear anything until after the first of the year. Well, Comey said on the news uh, late this evening mm-hmm. that he, he probably is not gonna show up for that hearing. Really? Yeah, he said he's not showing up for that. So I mean, what's, so they're gonna take him in contempt of court? They'll they'll uh, hold him in contempt of court. Wow. I think the objective at this point is to try to drag it out long mm-hmm. enough for the Democrats to take control in January gotcha. of the Congress, and then, you know, okay. we'll, we'll probably be like, all right, now let's get this done. Right. So, so they'll do it their way, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. The Republicans, this is like their last hurrah right. of trying to get get somebody. Gotcha. So they're going after 
Uh, how did they handle the Clinton investigation? I'm like, why is this even still a thing? Right. But you know what? When I have to say that um, when Loretta Lynch, um, she did not go behind closed doors when they supposedly by accident met her and Clinton. Oh, on the tarmac. She should have never done that. You know, that yeah. was just just left yourself wide open. You just happened by chance, and then y'all had a discussion about. Um, what she said, small talk or whatever. Yeah. I mean, come on, we have to. And, you know, it's about the appearances. Yeah. Even if it was all innocent, it doesn't look innocent. No. Not at that particular time. Right. So, yeah. But my point is, like, okay, that was how long ago? To me, this is like like Trump can't can't stop talking about Obama. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point are you going to let it go? He's still talking about Hillary Clinton. Right. But why are they... What's the big deal about subpoenaing them now? I mean, because this is their last chance to try to get somebody. Wow. And they figured, well, before we lose our power in Congress <laughs> and that the scale gets tilted toward the Democrats, mm-hmm. let's go for it one last time, which I just think is foolish. But, but, but on another note, on the emails, Ivanka, his daughter, just got caught using, um, you know, Private yeah. stuff when it's supposed to be Using her personal yeah. email for government business. Yeah, I mean, come on now. But Trump said it's not the same because she wasn't destroying documents and having her staff to shred things and whatnot, which right. is what Hillary was accused of doing. No. Oh, so, okay. The way I see it, <laughs> at least I know from people who worked for the government, mm-hmm. the rule is the rule. Right. It's not a law, mm-hmm. but it's like a an understanding mm-hmm. that when you get your account for that government computer, mm-hmm. there's a, like a disclaimer or something mm-hmm. that says you understand this is only to be used for government business, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, and they tell you that, you know, do not conduct government business on personal mm-hmm. devices. Right. So if you've already been told that. Right. And you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. To me, the shredding and destroying of documents is a different issue. Right. Yeah, Using a personal device for government business mm-hmm. is still against, I'm not sure if it's a rule, if it's an ethic kind of mm-hmm. thing, if it's just considered unethical. Right. But something that you agree that you wouldn't do. Right. While you're working for that particular company or government. It, it's part of what you sign on for when you take a government position. Right. So if somebody does it anyway, mm-hmm. my guess would be if it was anybody else who's not one of those folks, mm-hmm. you could be grounds for losing your job. Right. That's what you would think. You would think. Right. You know, but, or it might be a level of, okay, I'm going to give you this warning, but if it happens again, you might be gone. Yeah. But, you know, they they should make it more stringent than what it is. I I just don't understand. To me, that's just being lazy. Or why can't you just have both computers, you know, side by side, or have one upstairs and have one downstairs? Well, that's why you have portable devices, right? That are linked to your um, to your government account. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be tethered to that desktop or laptop, right? You could have like a government issued um, smartphone mm-hmm. or whatever, and mm-hmm. then if you just need to be able to get your email anywhere you are, you get it right there. Right. And you can respond right there, or you can send a quick note, or at least you know what mm-hmm. messages are coming through. Right. So 
to me, there's still just no excuse right. to get on your personal device. But 45 still uses his personal phone. Right. Because the the biggest thing is they don't want you to do it because of security reasons. Am I right? Exactly. There's a security. Um, it's yeah, a breach like, of security right. because yeah. security can't protect right. messages coming in and out right. on your personal device. And then if it's sensitive information, because that's how they were trying to get Hillary Clinton, right. saying that, the Benghazi thing was sensitive information. Exactly. And, you know, so anyway, but, uh, you know, it, people want to live and learn, though. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, but some of us live and learn a little harsher <laughs> than others, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, we're going to regroup, refreshing our drinks, and come back with the Hit It and Quit It in lunch. You're listening to The Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for The Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about The Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I know you guys are doing this spot without me. Show with the Pajama Party. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Oh, she could sing. Aww. Let's get back to the All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. When he was Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Howdy. <laughs> and we're back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. All right, let's, it's time to do it. We're going to hit them and quit them. Okay. You ready, Kettle? Yep. All right, go for it. Oh, okay. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I wasn't ready. Uh huh. All got? right. We're gonna get into this um FDMA report here. Okay. All right. They talking about some, they talking about some E. coli stuff, and I don't like E. coli. Mm-hmm. E. coli don't like me either. <laughs> the FDA is looking at California. Uh oh. As a potential source of romaine lettuce again, tainted with a potentially deadly strain E. coli. Oh, no. Health officials said romaine lettuce should be removed from all supermarket shelves and restaurant menus until they can determine the source of the new outbreak. Wow. Mm -hmm. The potentially deadly strain of the bacteria has sickened 32 people in 11 states since October. Uh, Nearly a third of the cases are in Los Angeles County. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, given the har- uh, harvest cycle at that time, I think there's a good possibility that it came from California. All right. Okay. Mm. An important clue for investigation- investigators is the bacteria's DNA. It's very um, similar to the E. coli strain that caused a uh, still um, unsolved outbreak in 2017. So they never really found the, what the cause or, I mean. It's not. Wow. The uh, CDC said about 48 million people get sick from foodborne illnesses every year. Oh. That's a lot. 46% of them um, from eating leafy vegetables and other produce. So, you know, how they say, you know, you're cooking, 
kills the germs and stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. But hey, people don't you know they're not cooking romaine lettuce, so it's raw. Yeah, that's true. That's the only. Nobody thing. wants cooked lettuce. Right, that's a disadvantage of it, I guess. That's probably why so many people, you know, die from it. Wow. But you would think that um, they would, um, I don't know what it is. I don't know, they they, they spraying too much or they're not spraying enough. enough. I don't know. I mean, you can't tolerate that so much pesticide. That's true. Because that's not good. But if that stuff's still getting around, that's not good. Right, right. Oh, so, you know what, but, I mean, um, lettuce grows in the ground, am I right? Mm-hmm. So it could be the soil. The soil could be tainted. Could be. Could yeah. be the water supply. Yeah, that too, because you need water for that to grow. You're mm-hmm. right. So maybe they, you know, barking up the wrong tree. Maybe they should be looking at some other factors. You know? I wonder if they use fertilizer. Could be something in the fertilizer. Sure. If that's be. Yeah, could be. Yeah, maybe we need to call them up and tell them look at some other factors, huh? Well, they said on the news, if you have any in your refrigerator, throw it out. Discard it. And if it touched anything, like if it was just open in your refrigerator, you need to clean all your shelves. Wow. And everything like that. I was like, wow, that's serious. I mean, it sounds more serious than, you know, serious and scary. Well, if anybody still has any, get rid of it. Yeah. All right, we're going to hit it and quit it. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's going on? Well, um, a couple finds $1.8 billion in a, a surprise by cleaning their house during Thanksgiving. Now, how interesting is that? <laughs> they just found it laying around? Well. You know, when you buy lottery tickets, if you don't hit the millions, you kind of throw it in the box and forget about it, you know? Oh, that's what's going on. Oh, uh-huh. that's what it was. Because sometimes you have a... They decided to check it out and see what was up. Mm-hmm. I got a few tickets myself I need to look at from all that hypey eight million nine. I mean, 800, 700 million. Yeah, billion dollars. But uh, anyway, a Louisiana couple has uh, claimed a $1.8 million uh, jackpot uh, winning uh, ticket mm-hmm. for June the 6th. Uh, Louisiana Lottery, mm. Lotto Drawing, uh, CBS affiliate, which is uh, KLFY-TV, uh, report the couple found the uh, ticket while cleaning the house. And the ticket was just days from expiring. Wow. Uh, wow. The station reported that uh, Harold and Tina Eisenberg of uh, Matterville, that they found a pair of tickets they had checked on the news that found a pair of tickets that they brought from a newsstand while they were cleaning uh for Thanksgiving holiday. We have family coming into town for Thanksgiving, so I was cleaning up the house and found a few lottery tickets on the nightstand that I had I hadn't checked, said Tina Einberg. She told uh K N O E T V. The couple had just two weeks left to claim the prize, the jackpot. Mm-hmm. That had been claimed had the, the, the jackpot that had to be claimed within 180 days of the drawing. We keep checking the numbers again and again. How said. Plus, I called the winning number hotline over and over. The couple received roughly 1.2 million dollars at the state federal taxes withholding. They plan to put the money away for retirement. Really. I need to go see if I got some. I haven't checked. 
I know that's right. We got a sock drawer somewhere. <laughs> got a drawer somewhere. I'm gonna look for them. They won one point eight million dollar jackpot ticket. They received roughly one point two. So that was your thought, right? Four million went to taxes. Yeah, they get off the top. Mm-hmm. One point no, that's six million went to taxes. Yeah, apparently. One point eight, and they got one point two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, it took the whole thing. I mean, if I won like a million dollars, I wouldn't go for the half thing. I, I, I would opt for the. Well, if they got one point two, they, they took their money. Yeah, but you, I think that sometimes you lose money when you got that little bit of money. If you got real big money where you're getting four hundred million, that's cool. But if you're only getting one million, why would you break it up and get five hundred thousand when you can just sit back and collect? Because sometimes you need to teach yourself and let that first check you get teach you who's your friends and who's your true family members, who's really in your corner, who really got your back. Look, I'm not going to go through all that. I'm going to be gone. First thing I smoking. mean, you know, at the first check, let's say they can give you a check every day, every Bye. year for 30 years for a total amount of um, 89000 Cash money for twenty years or whatever, maybe more than that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, maybe about that, ninety thousand for twenty years, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may take you a couple of years to learn when that ninety grand run out when you go through this water, and here it is February and you ain't for the next check in December. <laughs> <laughs> When's my next check? I'm broke. You, you can't find none well, of your man, friends. You ain't gonna get no check again until January next year. What day is it? This is March. Well, they probably say you don't got the what million dollars. It, it will teach you. You know, if you're gonna get ninety thousand, if you're gonna get ninety thousand, January first of every year, ninety thousand or eighty thousand. Let's say eighty thousand. You know, sometimes you might need to walk with baby steps like that because if you need more money, you can always go to. Um, What's that, that commercial, 877.com? <laughs> J.D. Wentworth. Yeah, one of those people. And say, oh, J.D. Wentworth. Money. Right. 877.com. I, I have you on, on the 1st of January next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, well, I got an interesting one out of South Korea. This is out of Seoul, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Samsung Electronics has apologized for illnesses and deaths of huh? some of their workers saying that they failed to create a safe working environment at the computer chip and display factories. And they announced this um, after the group who was representing the ailing Samsung workers agreed to accept compensation terms suggested by a mediator after a highly publicized standoff that's been going on for more than 10 years. Really? Now, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Samsung should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they said this has been going on for 10 years. They and they've death. been battling over oh, this. Mm-hmm. Illnesses and death, all kind of cancers and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I don't want to mess up his first name. I'll just say President Kim, mm-hmm. who's the president of Samsung's Device Solution Division, said the company failed to sufficiently manage health threats at the semiconductor and liquid crystal display manufacturing line. He said that over the past 10 years, dozens of employees who work there have experienced grave illnesses such as leukemia and brain tumors. Really? And while cutting a deal and loosely admitting to lapses in safety standards, Samsung has yet to fully acknowledge its workplace environment as the direct cause of the illnesses. 
So it's like on the one hand, they're apologizing, saying, well, we're going to give you something Mm -hmm. to compensate you, but we're still not agreeing that all of this was because of where you were. I would keep fighting until I get the big bucks. Bump that. Don't don't just shut my mouth up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this all started back in 2007 when a taxi driver refused to accept the settlement for his 23-year-old 23-year-old daughter who died of leukemia mm-hmm. after working at the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept saying that it was because of her her health problems were because of working there at the Samsung factory, mm-hmm. and they used like huge huge amounts of chemicals. Mm-hmm. But of course, Samsung kept fighting them and all, and that started in 2007. So they're just now settling this. Yeah. What's uh, that, what, what's that move with Julia Roberts? Um, and she was fighting for those people. Um, oh, with the with the tainted water. Yes, yes, that's what that reminds me. Yeah. Of. Uh, yeah. gosh, and what was the woman's Something name? Roberts. Um, um, um. I know you're talking Aaron about Aaron Brockovich. That's it, Aaron Brockovich. Yep. Yeah. So according to the settlement, Samsung is going to give employees as much as one hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars for leukemia. Hmm. That's all. To be split, but. It look I, I it doesn't specify million. if each person is getting one hundred thirty two thousand. It says the compensation also covers miscarriages and congenital illnesses, mm. such as the workers' children and children who've had cancer. Wow. So people have been jacked up wow. from working here. But apparently they they found some pattern of that, so that's why they kind of admitting it, but not. I'm going yeah. to do this to shut you up so you right. won't go any further. Yeah, but they still aren't saying, okay, it was all our fault. Right. Because I know that's going to open them up to oh, major sure. suits. Sure. So families of the victims are saying they depleted their savings and sold their homes to pay hospital bills God. when they were going through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people have ended up incapacitated and unable to work. That's a mess. I'm going to have to put that's Samsung true. on the kiss it list. Yes, yes, yes. That is a mess. And they got plenty of money, so playing on paying off a bunch of people hundred thousand dollars, like giving everybody a dollar. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what they don't. company has big, big, big yep. money. Yeah, they got deep pockets. Samsung? Are you kidding me? I got. We got Samsung. There's four or five products right here on the table right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure do. That's true. Now right. I feel bad. That's I well. use. I you know I go to to I go to nail salon. I use Samsung. Oh my products. gosh. <laughs> I'm going to finish this last story. We're going to get out of here. Well, and get it with she, it. she waxed me with Samsung wax. Okay. Oh, boy. So I hope saying. not. A bikini wax? Did you get a bikini wax? I Samsung hope not. Wax. Yeah, Samsung wax. Yeah, he got a bikini wax. Samsung wax. Samsung wax. You better be careful with chemicals and stuff. They got plenty of money. Okay. Oh. I might never need to get waxed again. On another note. <laughs> Ain't nothing growing back. This crazy man here, the one that um, drove his car through the Charlottesville thing, mm-hmm. self-professed neo-Nazi to go on trial in deadly crash of Charlottesville rally. This was 15 months after an angry demonstration by white supremacists, and Charlottesville inter- erupted in deadly mayhem. A self-professed neo-Nazi is set to go to trial on Monday. So he's charged with killing a uh, counter-protester and injuring 35 others. Wow. By intentionally ramming his car into another vehicle on a crowded street. 
His name was James Alex Fields Jr. Mm-hmm. And this was um August um twelfth, twenty seventeen. Almost what a year and about three or four months after. Yeah. It took him that long. What where has he been and what is you know, I guess he's been in what, jail all yeah, that time? Yeah, he's been locked up all that time. Oh. They didn't have that fool out walking around in the streets. Wow. Crazy. What's his name again? I'm gonna put him on the kiss it. Um, James Alex Fields. James Alex Fields, got it. He's only twenty one, so he was twenty when he was driving. Says now Fields, twenty one, charged with first degree murder and other crimes, is due to face a jury in Charlottesville Circuit Court as the prosecutors using video evidence from the twenty seventeen uh Unite the Right rally. Mm-hmm. Revive memories of racist and anti-Semitic uh, hate viewed on the streets of the small city that is home to Thomas Jefferson's University of Virginia. Wow. wow. Besides um, the first-degree murder, punishable by 20 years to life in state prison, Fields mm-hmm. is charged with eight counts of aggravated uh, malicious wounding, meaning that at least eight out of 35 injured victims were um uh, truly hurt. So, Fields has been charged by the Justice Department with an array of federal hate crimes related to the incident, including one offense that carries a possible death sentence. Mm. Wow. Ooh, okay. Hey, well, he committed the ultimate crime. Yeah. Killed I mean, a white woman. Oh, boy. Just saying. But he was white himself. Yeah, but he doesn't matter. He killed a white woman. Mm-mm. And he did it on national television. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and for him to plead not guilty just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. How do you plead not guilty when we all saw it happen live on television? I guess. They're probably going to say he was on something or... You know, it, it, his lawyer make up some excuses. I couldn't be no lawyer. I had to quit. I couldn't be his lawyer. Yeah. I would have a hard time having to defend him mm-hmm. unless I just sat there and just said, no defense. Mm-hmm. He's pleading guilty. Yeah. So they're going to um do this over 14 weekdays until December the 13th. So, wow. It's going to be interesting. Interesting. Well, hopefully it won't last too long. Yeah, I hope not. Let's just get over with and get it done, you know. Yeah, stop wasting taxpayer dollars on right. And and you know, if 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 they loosely let him get away with it, it, it just shows what's the justice system coming to. Mhm. You know. Like you said, it's blatant, but I've learned everything is not black and white as far as if you see something that that might not be really the true story. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, kind of. But, I mean, just, okay. So what you saying? Don't believe your eyes? Well, I'm going to give you a prime example, and I'm going to let it go. The okay. Rodney King incident. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, when he got almost literally beat to death and hit him in his eye and all that stuff, you know, you thinking that all these white cops are beating up this black guy, and we only see fragments of what happened. Mm-hmm. We didn't see what happened before. Okay. Why he was stopped and what state he was in. Mm-hmm. Because later on it was revealed that he was on either PCP or he was on some type of drug. Mm-hmm. And whatever drug it was, they said that the drug could enhance your physical ability as far as strength. 
Okay. So I'm not trying to justify what they did, but as far as trying to restrain them, okay, fine. But you don't have to be excessive. I just thought that they were excessive. But we only saw, what I'm saying is we only saw that fragment of what happened. We didn't see what happened before and why he was stopped. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So. Okay, I got you. Okay. All right. You guys got any questions or comments? Hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. We're going to take a little TC. Do that. And we're coming right back. We got prints on the 1s and 2s, a 1,000 X's and O's. And we'll be right back. Oh, 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 
and down. Give you love like you never had. Blindfold, guide you bound. Wanna love you, baby. One time. Welcome back to Pajama Party One Hills Papa Didi and Ever Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And thank you, Prince. That was Prince with a thousand X's and O's. I got a thousand hugs and kisses for you. Mm -mm. When you come back home, baby. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh. Okay. It's time for what's popping with Papa Didi. Mm -hmm. Come on with a pop. So what's popping, Papa? I tell you what's popping. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. You got stigmas popping. Life as a man of color, boy. Mm. It's rough. It's a barrel of monkeys. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost inherited, you know what I mean? The feeling, the mood, the mod, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make very, uh, uh, well, how can I put this work I'm going to make this very memorable. Yeah, because I want this particular Take me here to go out of history because it's going to remember forever. You know, the life of a man of color is just like, a, it's, it's a daily battle. It's a daily struggle. Not so much the actions of it, but just the thought process. Every day you walk into a situation or you see a situation or you're part of a situation that people are holding against you or don't include you, but have the nerve to try to just bullshit you, you know. And in most cases, you could be 20 years older than these jokers. Half of us nowadays, older brothers, usually in most cases, when I when I go in Walmart during the day, I see black folks, they're all the workers. They're unloading boxes and they're loading shelves. And I see, just coincidentally, white folks walking around with little laptops in their hand, and they're walking around as little supervisors or little um, trainees or little uh, apprentices or whatever. It's like, well, how the hell do they know what line to get in and we don't? And and don't think that we aren't paying attention or don't think we're not part of it. It's just that sometimes we just don't know because ain't nobody telling us jack. And we live our life based on how our parents raise us or how our grandparents raise us to always do good, do right, do better, be nice, be kind, be considerate. But the people that we're competing with was taught the exact opposite. And if you want to know how they were taught, just take a look at at, uh, at 45, at Trump. Trump will show you just what people are capable of when they're taught to just do what you got to do to get by, to get over, to pass, or whatever. You know, we as people of color, we try to sit down at a test and an exam, and we try to get between 85 and 90 points every time we take that test. But the average person of another dimension, they know that passing is just what's going to get them through to the next level. It's got nothing to do with the point level. Ain't nobody keeping track of that. And they know that. Once they're aware of that, and this is why when you see a test come up, 
A lot of people of the same persuasion kind of huddles in the back corner somewhere. This way they can exchange what they got to do because they've been partying for the last six months. They ain't been studying. They ain't been doing shit. They've been trying to spend a little bit of money to get the answers or to get the footnotes or to get the, what do you call those different notes and different uh, uh, crib notes crib notes and all kind of stuff that they get because, hell, everything got the answer on the back of the box nowadays. You know, the quiz is on the front and the fucking answer is on the back. Everything. Of everything. So... I think sometimes people of color, we work so hard, we try so hard to do better when we should just almost get to the point where we need to emulate the people that are leading us. Or when I say leading us, I mean the fact that they, it's almost like a horse race. Their damn nose is coming in front of us all the time. And we sit back and say, wow, that's deep. We bitch and complain about it and whatever. But, but then again, you can relax with it. You ain't really got to worry about it. Because one thing God does, and I believe in a higher power, the one thing God does is God is truly the great balancing act in this world. And, and thank God for that. Because I've seen people that thought that they were getting over on the back end. They wasn't getting over. Or their life didn't turn out the way they thought it would turn out. You know? I mean, you got people of another persuasion. When they get foreclosed out of the house, they pour cement and shit into the heating system. Yeah. They pour cement down into the damn air-conditioned ducts. They're pissed off that they're getting foreclosed out of their house. Well, you didn't pay your fucking bills. So who you fought? And why are you making hard on the next person that's not going to see all this cement and the heating ducts and everything until after they went to closing on the house? Only because you pissed off because you lost your house. And some people may come back and stalk the house because they lost their house. So who are you pissed off at? You know what I mean? You ran around with your little side piece, cheat on your wife and everything, just like the guy that uh, killed his whole family. Killed the wife and the children. What the fuck was he thinking? What were you thinking? It just goes to show that sometimes your privileges can be your cup running over. You have had so many privileges in your life that you don't even realize how much you've done, how much you did, how deep you are in this in the in the mess. Until you look up and say, "Wow, what am I going to do to bail myself out?" I'm just speculating because. I can't even begin to tell you what a crazy motherfucker does. I'm not even going to begin to try to reach to those depths because I wasn't even raised to that level. But when people do that, it just goes to show you that the great balancing act of God that, that shows them that, in, in most cases, it's something as simple as, in that person's case, was the fact that he had a girlfriend on the side. Mm-hmm. So how the hell did you just having a piece of ass on the side Leads you to killing your wife and two children. That pussy must have been trimmed in fucking gold. I don't know what it was. He must have been sucking the skin off your Johnson. I don't know what the hell it was. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how that faded into that particular evolution. How do you have a girlfriend on the side end up doing something so horrendous? Like that. And then go get on TV and lie about it, saying, I miss my family, miss my family, miss my family. And thank goodness for the, for the first responders and the police and the prosecutors to see between the lines and be able to, to catch the lie. Because by the time the lie is not caught and some people can get away with murder. And this man buried his kids inside of an oil well. Mm-hmm. An oil well. So it probably was just a memorial service. It wasn't no body because... The body's probably decomposed in the oil well. So what the hell? And the wife was pregnant. Yeah, and then you're going to mm. confess. You're going to come, And then what gets me on the back end of all this? 
you do this barbaric stuff, and now you confessing and and showing them where the bodies was, so you don't get the death penalty. Mm. Ain't that a bitch? Your ass is trying to stay alive. Now you don't kill three motherfuckers, but you trying to stay alive. What would you want to watch Jeopardy? What you want to watch The Price Is Right? I mean, what are you staying alive for? You got some soap operas or something to catch up with? What you What you need to do? I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And 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 that goes back to the stigmas of life. And I tell people of color out there, there's balance stigmas and things like that. Don't even worry about it. Because as long as there's a higher power and things are the way they are, just just stay strong in your own spot. You know that that particular term right there is a is a, is a uh, um, a term I want written on my on my tombstone, you know, because that's been my that's kind of been my creel my whole life. Is to stay strong in your own spot, no matter what your situation is, no matter what's on your mind, no matter what inner inner secrets you may be keeping. When I say secrets, I don't mean secrets from society, but things in your life that you wish you could take back, or stupid shit that happened in your life that cause a hindrance in your life or cause some deep thoughts in your life. You keep them to yourself. You know what I mean? Take them to your grave. You ain't got to speak on them. You ain't got to talk about them because, and this too will come to pass, you know. So I just think that the stigmas in the world, we can't worry about it because we're already blind to society. And and I just want to give homage as I close out to the people over in um, the whole Bosnia area where that young boy was killed, where he was stomped to death. And, and it's so sad because the first thing the guy said in the bar when the guy took the selfie with the white girl or with the Bosnia girl, the Bosnia man said, why are you taking pictures with this black man with all these Bosnia men in the bar? Yeah, Serbian. Which go, Serbian, yeah, mm-hmm. Serbian men in the bar. Which go to show you that when that man made that statement, why are you taking pictures with this black man? This is prior to them killing him. It just goes to show you that the black man is a marked man all over the world. And the stigma of racism has pushed men of color into a dark-ass corner. And it doesn't matter whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, married, divorced, single, young, athletic, singer, dancer, it don't matter. Because if you look up, who went to jail? Mike Tyson went to jail. James Brown went to jail. Bill Cosby went to jail. They don't give a shit. If you're black, your black ass can go to jail. We don't care what you did, what you stood for. And there's all kind of people out there that done a bunch of mischievous stuff. They got away with it based on what they knew, who they knew, money they threw around. wasn't free for them, believe me. But jokers know. That, hell, if I got $20 million, somebody tell me give them $5 million, I'll set you free. They'll give them $5 because you can't put a price on your freedom. Mm-hmm. So there's people that went down. I won't name no names, but you got some people that went out that did some stuff where it was another case at the time that was a little bigger, and they got away with it because other stuff had higher ratings in the news mm-hmm. at the time. Robert Blake. So, Robert Blake, mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer, we'll leave him out. Mm-hmm. Something happened between him while Mike Tyson's trial was going on. So Mike Tyson's trial took precedence in the news. But Kelsey was going through his own thing at the time. I ain't going to speak on it. He know what was up with that. That's his business. But the stigmas is crazy. That's all I'm speaking on tonight is stigmas. So look at the big picture, you know, and it just, just protect the black man. He's a marked man. 
Stop looking at him like he's a dog. Uh, nigga trying to get some pussy, whatever. Stop thinking about that bullshit. And think about what protection he needs from society. Because there's something out there that's haunting him, which is a lot stronger than, than pussy, believe me. It's the, it's the dark, deep stigmatism that is up his ass. It's up his ass like an alligator bolt that goes in the screw in the wall. The alligator bolt opens up to let the screw go in tighter in the wall. It's crazy. But, you know, I just want to put that out there. That's it. Oh, that's it. Are you still know how to paint a picture? <laughs> okay. We're going to lighten it up a little bit. Oh, boy. I'm still feeling that alligator. <laughs> Lighten it up a little bit here. Okay, where are we going? Weird news? Yeah. Okay. British woman tripping. British resort offers to host a woman's wedding to a ghost. Come on, people! Really? I say British, so you already know. Okay. A British woman's engagement to a ghost. She met in in Australia. Wow! Is getting others into the wedding spirit. Last week, Amethyst Realm of Bristol announced that the unnamed ghost proposed to her during a road trip to England's Wookiee Hole Caves in Somerset. Wait, the ghost proposed? Yep, on a trip. Road trip. I bet she was. England's Wookiee Hole Caves. (laughs) There was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. She said, but of course, about the proposal, I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. Yeah, she was on a trip already. Crazy, crazy, and crazy. (laughs) Now the resort where the caves are located has offered to host the wedding of Realm to uh, her ghostly groom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. According to the Somerset Live newspaper, Amethyst Realm is not the first and won't be the last person to experience out-of-body sensations at the caves. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Oh, that's what the resort director, uh, uh, Daniel Metley, was told the paper. They have been recognized as a crossover point to the spirit world since the Stone Age, a place where people can connect with long-lasting friends and relatives no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So the resort has a woman who dresses up as the Wookiee witch who Medley said could perform the couple's wedding. Oh, my goodness. The Wookiee witch is named after a um, staglomite in the cave that looks like a woman who had turned to stone. No wedding date has been announced. However, she may be looking beyond the wedding to the next stage, parenthood. Parenthood? Last December, she confessed her desire to get pregnant with a ghost baby. I've done a bit of research into the phantom pregnancies, she said. There's a possibility that it is a ghost in you, but people don't know how to carry it to full term. What is this woman on? Some shiggity, shiggity, shiggity. Okay. Well, staying in the weird lane, I've got a Japanese groom who spent $18,000 to get married to a hologram. Oh, It says, till tech do us part, a Japanese man had a wedding of his dreams to a woman who does not exist. Mm. 
earlier this month, 35-year-old Akiko Kondo Mm -hmm. got hitched to Hatsune Miko, a singing Mm. hologram that uses a voice synthesizer to perform in sold-out shows worldwide. Despite her fame, Kondo's family does not approve of her. For mother, it was not something to celebrate, Kondo told the Japan Times. No one family member was among the 40 guests who attended the ceremony. So nobody in his family came to the wedding. (coughs) And you blame them? And the wedding was estimated to cost $18,000. Of course, Miku, who is just a virtual creation, was not there either, except in the form of a stuffed toy. Mm. Mm. Kondo insists his love is as true blue as the color of Miku's fake hair. Mm. He says, I've never cheated on her. I've always been in love with Miku-san. And I've always been thinking of her every day. Miku doesn't exactly live with Kondo either, except as a talking hologram floating in a $2,800 desktop device that he has at home. I'm in love with the whole concept of Miku, but I got married to the Miku of my house. I don't know what that means. (laughs) It should be noted that the marriage is not legally binding in any aspect. Also, thegamer.com notes that Gatebox, the company that created Miko, is not expecting the virtual vixen to remain monogamous. Mm -hmm. The company has already issued more than 3,700 marriage certificates to people who want to marry a hologram. Mm -hmm. Are these some lonely, crazy people? Yeah, sounds like. Although Kondo's parents are holding out hope that he might settle down with a human Mm -hmm. and not a hologram, he told the Japan Times that it's not going to happen. Mm. Two-dimensional characters can cheat, age, and die, and I'm not seeking that in real women. Mm. Mm. Okay, oh, so he can't. He can't deal. He can't deal with a real woman. No, he said because they cheat, they get old, and they die. Mm. Miko will always look the same because she's a freaking hologram. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> Wilson, Wilson, I'm sorry, Wilson. I'm sorry. Wilson, tell us, Wilson. Did I miss something? Did you see Castaway? Oh my God! Yes, tennis, okay. but not a tennis ball. What it was, was it? Soccer, soccer ball. ball. I got you, Wilson. Okay. Oh man! Oh gosh! All right, what you got up there, Pop? <laughs> All right, New Orleans man's accused of a bomb threat and insists that he just had to uh, take a bad poop. A New Orleans man wow. accused of uh, threatening to blow up a local restaurant last Tuesday he told blew police it up, All right. That it was all a big misunderstanding, and he was referring to a bowel movement. Oh, man. According to the arrest warrant obtained by the NewOrleans.com, 30-year-old Arthur Posey walked into Willie's Chicken Shack and asked an employee what time the restaurant closed. When the employee told Posey she didn't know, he allegedly replied, y'all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. Mm, mm, mm. Restaurant employees told police that Posey was very angry during the discussion. He later told police that he was uh, referring to the restroom mm. and wasn't making any real threats, according to uh, WGNO, oh, which wish. is a news station in New Orleans. The employee also said 
the employer, the employees also said he never mentioned the bathroom when he made his alleged threats. Wow. So he faces two counts of uh, communicating false information or planning to arson. And he also needs to appear. He, to take a dump? he also needs to appear in the court of a uh, competency hearing. To see why not his ass is crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine going in court and the judge is like, "What are you? What are you here for?" Uh, I'm, I've, I've made some, you know, accusations. I was going to blow the place up, but I'm seeing literally. <laughs> he said, "I what I was trying to express." Was that I was about to have a bodily situation, mm-hmm. and they misunderstood. Well, well, let me just add one Oof. last note on this weird news. I have one from Amsterdam. The police find loads of cash in a washing machine. You know how you literally say that you're trying to launder money. Mm-hmm. They found three hundred and fifty thousand euros, which is about four hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. in a washing machine. This 24-year-old guy was arrested, and his identity was not. Was he literally trying to wash the money? I think he was trying to hide it, and he was charged with money laundering. So, oh, that's a good one. Yep, money laundering, uh, literally. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna go right ahead into uh, where am I? I'm just saying. Yep. Go for it. Let it rip. Okay, let it rip. I'm talking tonight about who died and made you king. That's my topic. Who died and made you king? So I saw a story from an airline incident that happened last month, but I came across it again because I saw the video this week, and it just made me angry all over again. You probably heard about it last month. It was an elderly black woman sitting in the aisle seat on a flight from Barcelona flying to London. And this old racist white guy with a British accent was sitting at the window seat. Now, there was nobody between them. It's three seats in a row. He starts shouting at the elderly black woman that he does not want to sit next to her. And then he starts berating her and telling her not to speak to him in a foreign language because the woman was from Jamaica and she was speaking with a Jamaican accent. He called this woman everything but a child of God. He's cursing at her. He's using racial slurs. He's just carrying on. And finally, a flight attendant person, flight crew person, tried to come up and say something, which you couldn't hear what they what they were saying on the video. But the flight attendant, you know, tried to no luck to defuse the situation. But this idiot just keeps on talking and talking and talking. So then the passenger on the road behind them stood up, and tried to put his arm between the two of the man and the elderly woman and tell them, you know, just stop talking, talking to the man, the, the older man. But that didn't do any good. The idiot starts yelling about now how he wants her to be moved to another seat because he doesn't want to sit to this ugly black cow. Oh. I'm just saying, who died and made him king? If you saw this old racist, he's not a GQ model by any stretch. So who are you to call somebody else ugly? But to sit there demanding that they move this woman because of his racist ideology was just insane. But lo and behold, the flight attendant returned, and the woman then asked if she could go sit with her daughter, who had appeared earlier in the video to tell the man to shut up. But apparently the daughter was sitting somewhere else in the plane. 
So instead of the flight attendant moving stupid races somewhere else, she just went on and moved the woman. So when the woman's getting up to leave, you would think King Racist would have shut up. But he kept on cursing and talking smack, talking about the woman until she finally got up out of the seat. Now, all of this happened before the plane even took off. People were still boarding, walking past all of this craziness, going to their seats, acting like nothing was going on. That's what blew my mind. Aside from how the air the airline staff mishandled the thing, the other people getting on, you know how you get on the plane and you're trying to find your row? They're just looking up like, oh, let's see, what am I, row 16? And they see all this altercation going on, and they just keep on going down the aisle trying to find their seat. And I'm like, really? Everybody's going to act like this is not going on? Is everybody just going to act like this is normal, this is cool? This fool sitting here acting like he's the king of the world. He's making demands, calling this woman, all kind of stuff, cursing and carrying on. I don't know if he was drunk or what his problem was, but I couldn't understand why you're still sitting there on the ground. Why didn't they put him off the plane? If you're acting that crazy, whether you're on something, whether you're just a racist to the bone, whatever your problem, that shouldn't have been tolerated. And this airline was Rainier, Rainier, Rain, Rainier, something like that airline. But they basically, after the video got out, because another passenger recorded it, then they came out and issued a statement and said, well, we're looking into it. I would never put in no Rainier. I'm like, are you kidding? You're looking into I'm it. So... Anyway, like I said, I'm talking about Mr. King Racist sitting up there. He did all that talking. And then after the woman finally got up to move, he said, yeah, put her in another seat. Because if you don't, I'm going to put her in another seat. So now you're threatening the woman. Now, to me, even if you discard all the racist crap, now you're threatening a 77-year-old woman. They should have put, she's 77 years old. Oh, my God. They needed to put his ignorant racist behind off of that plane. But see, to me, that's, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just saying, you know, it just fires me up. And it's people like him who act like they're king that they think they can do this stuff Mm. and that it's okay. You know, this man had a British accent, so I assume he was on his way back to London. The plane was going to London. He's just carrying on. And then once she got up, he piped down. But my issue is with people like him and 45 who act like they're the king of the world or emperor or whatever title they think they have, you're not. Rainier Airlines should be ashamed of themselves for the way that they mishandled the thing. And and I just feel like, you know, here's what I'm wondering. If that man's daughter, I mean, if the woman's daughter who was also an adult, or this 77-year-old woman had a hauled off and knocked the crap out of him, you know they would have put them off the plane. That black woman would have been hauled right off of that plane if she had raised her hand and touched that man. Yeah. But yet he can sit there and act like that, and he sat right in his seat. And then once she got up, now he's got the whole row to himself to stretch out and be comfortable which is what part of what he wanted. He didn't want to sit next to a black woman, but now he's got the whole row. Because I guess they figured, well, you're such a fool. We don't want to put anybody on this row. So I'm just saying, you know, who died and made you king? You are not king. You're just an old racist idiot. You should have been removed from the plane. 
But, you know, that's how it goes. If the black woman had said something too much or had raised her hand right. when he threatened her, you know they would have thrown her right off of that. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that if I had been sitting next to him and he started that mess, he would have needed a whole new set of dentures. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, nobody died and made him king. So don't bow down. Right now. That was a good one, real one. Ridiculous. They pissed me off at that event. It sounds like they were either trying to keep with their schedule or they were just being oblivious. I think, you know what? Damn, a schedule. Yeah, it's just. I think part of the problem, though, is that Jamaica was originally. Well, I won't say originally, but for many, many years, Jamaica was under British rule. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the older Jamaicans just learned to almost like that whole slave master mentality of, right. you know, when these white people start doing all that stuff, you mm-hmm. just don't say too much. Just let them do what they're going to do. Let it pass kind of thing. I mean, she was talking back to him, but with the, the more aggressive he got, <clears throat> the less she started talking. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's that mentality starts to come back because at her age, being almost 80 years old, mm-hmm. she might have grown up during the time of a lot of that British domination, sure, sure. colonization, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but they, they owe her and her daughter. Yeah, I would, I would go ahead and sue. Yeah, that makes no excuses for his ass. Yeah. I, I, I just think, too, that if you if you want something done and the airlines not doing anything, when you when you get on a plane that's a very confined space. And what we gotta understand is that as long as we're sitting at that tarmac, you know, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that we can do we can call nine one one. As long as we have local service and we know what gate that the plane came in on, yeah, you can call nine one one. Because you're not in the air, so you're not restricted, or you're captured, or yeah, you don't, you have not lost any type of communication. Right. And the only way that it's going to get to the boss of the airline is that yeah. the police have to be involved, and local authorities have to inform the airline, and then the, the, it'll go up the chain of command like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Believe me, don't think that the higher ups of the airline are sitting that far away from the workers. They're not. They're not. Not on the railroad, not on the airlines, or nowhere. The bosses is right there in the same category. They may be down the hall. They may be on the sixth floor. The workers may be on the third floor. The bosses may be on the sixth floor. But when something goes down, believe me, the bosses know immediately because there's always one kiss ass who's letting the bosses know. You know that little, you know that little kiss ass, little undercover <laughs> motherfucker that, that tells everybody, you know, boss, I got a call from the police. They said we did. Really? Really? Well, John, are you serious, John? Because I know you're just kissing my ass, John. Are you serious, John? I'm pulling my leg. John, come on, John. Are you, you've been drinking because I know, you know, you're my wife's fucking nephew. I hired you because you keep you out of my pocket. You know what I mean? So, you know, he's trying to battle with nepotism and narc shit and undercover bullshit, you know. So, anyway. Well, since you got the mic, go ahead with Living for the City. All right, all right. Living for the City. Let's focus on Living for the City. Now, if you missed it earlier, I was talking about stigmas of the men of color, how we're known all over the world to be, like, mark men. And I gave homage to the brother who was killed over in, uh, what was that called? In Bosnia, Bosnia, Serbian men in a club 
where the black man was uh, taking a selfie with the white Serbian girl, and the guy said, why are you taking a picture with a black man with all the Serbian men here in the bar? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, that sparked up a thing where the one guy smacked the brother first. Mm-hmm. And then he smacked him back and went outside, and almost 15, 20 guys stomped him to death. And his mother and father just went for the trial, and they found him not guilty. They found the nine people not guilty of the, of the more serious charges, which was sad. And the mother and father were heartbroken because yeah. his son just went to Europe just to kind of sew his oats a little bit, and he got beat to death. And which could show you that when the, when the guy in the bar said, why are you talking to this black guy? Which goes to show you that the stigma of black men are all over the world. All over the world. We have been, we are, we are like tusks on an elephant. The yellow tusks on an elephant. We're like the oils off the back of a whale. The shit that people are hunting for. We're like the big old ant- antlers on the, on the oak. Or the, uh, I mean, the, the uh, what do you call that big ass thing? The moose. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like the antlers on the moose. We're like good antlers on a deer. To hang up in your living room, we, we're so hunted like that. But we're hunted for murder. We're murdered. We're hunted for being shut down, for being eradicated, because we're so feared in every aspect. I don't know what it is exactly. I think it's a sexual thing. You know, they all think that black men packing about 13 inches of meat between their legs and shit, and a lot of these other people walking around with three inches of white steel. So they're they're pissed off or they're they're upset. I don't know what the hell it is. But it's something that has to do with something, and it's crazy because it's it's something that's so interesting that it's like, you know, it's it's really freaking people out. You know, it's like it's got people on edge where they're so worried about, you know, the black man just being so, oh, my God, he's going to fuck my wife. He's going to take my job, you know, because you come in every day. The sad part about it, so, see, the thing I think, the biggest thing, especially myself, is that when I go to work every day, I go to work with the same attitude of who I am. Most people of color come to work every day being the same people they are. But people of another persuasion, hell, they come to work all fucked up, all beat up. And then they yell and talk a lot of crazy shit. And when you flag them on it or you check them on it, what they say, well, you know, I didn't have my coffee yet. Don't blame it on coffee. You crazy motherfucker. It ain't got nothing to do with coffee. Your ass just crazy. You was raised by crazy-ass parents, learned about some bullshit in your life, and you ain't got your shit together. So when you see a black person that's got the... In most cases, too, even in the job market, how many bosses of another Caucasian, of another... Well, Caucasian, right, that's the word I was looking for. How many bosses of another persuasion say to a young black girl in her early 20s, Girl, where'd you get that outfit? Where'd you get that such and such? Who did your nails? You know what I mean? And the black girl in her 20s is just telling that white boss where she did everything. <laughs> oh, you got to go to the salon over at such and such. Oh, I brought this over at K&G. I brought this over at H&M. It's over, it was only $21. Really? You know what I mean? They're enlightening these motherfuckers. But we work for them. But they don't know shit. I'm not speaking on all people. I'm not speaking on no race in particular. I'm just saying that I've seen in cases where the 22-year-old girl come to work flamboyant as hell. She got a nice little silk outfit. The fucking cleavage is bouncing in the middle. Her fucking cocoa brown skin, the fucking baby hair. She's just flying like a motherfucker. Then you got this 53-year-old boss of hers that look like crap. 
You know what I mean? Look like what do you call that shit? Death warmed over and shit. You know, and she's like, Girl, where'd you get that outfit at, girl? That was at HMN for twenty five hours. Really? And it's you know, it's, we've been teaching people so much, but these people at the end of the day are our bosses and making twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars more than we are and don't have half of the intellect, don't have half of the intelligence, don't have half of the anything. And it's so sad that the backseat and getting back the stigmas, the stigmas are so rough that people have learned to play on the stigma. While we were being watched a few years ago so strong, going in the in the in the right aid and whatever, thinking people were gonna steal, security guard is walking around following us in the damn drugstore when a little white lady from Alcatraz, eighty fucking years old, coming with a soup a uh, shopping bag and she's stealing everything ain't nailed down. Walking out with a whole bag of shit. You need some help, man? No, I'm just shopping. I'm 80 years old. And she walked out with $500 of shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? But there you, you're watching the, the black people in aisle three, aisle four. And in New York, they sit up on ladders. They get on step ladders and sit on the top of a ladder and watch people. You know, I mean, a thief does not come in a color. You know, kleptomaniac means a thief and got nothing to do with color. The word color, the, the color race is not attached. I mean, thank God for God and a higher power and the balancing act that God is capable of doing and the way God keeps this world on a beautiful balancing act. That's why, as, as they say, trouble don't last always because God will always comfort the earth. God will always rub all our backs until we all go into a nice sleep. And thank God for the higher power that exists in the world that makes everybody, that makes people say, cool out. For thou art is watching all of y'all, and thou art is in charge of all of y'all, and thou art none of y'all are stronger or more powerful than me. And that's the reason why we keep the balance, and that's why our balance has been going so long. And got nothing to do with what we do or what we stop. It's all about God, man. He's keeping it right, so All right, God bless now. the moment. Okay. And there it is. The evening report. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Hey, like we said, who died and made anybody king. All yeah, right, now. nobody's king. You're not the boss of me. Not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. You order shrimp rice, huh? You order shrimp and cauliflower? Mm. We don't sell on all. You want a brown rice, a two-dollar extra. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I guess we're going up to Hollywood. Yeah, want to head to Hollywood? Or did you need you need to take a quick one? No, we go ahead. Well, take your break because I need ice. I mean, oh boy. Brown liquor tastes a lot better with ice, and this is getting rough. Hey, thank you so much. Okay, we're gonna take really sound effects. We're gonna take a quick break. Get like grandma. Oh my goodness. And we'll be right back. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion, it's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914 803 4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. And, uh, Nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. 
uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, again. Well, can y'all tell us what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern time, 8 o'clock, Mountain time, 7 o'clock, Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western time. <laughs> East, West Coast time. Right, right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock. If you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all. 7, 7 o'clock, if you're in. Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 right. o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9 15 CP time, right? Yep, that's right. CP time, 9 15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes and my glasses are melting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Taking applications. I'm trying to replace both of them. And it's time to go anyway, to Hollywood. Yeah, we're going to go to Hollywood, uh... With Kettle. What's going on on uh, La La Land, Kettle? La La Land. Sunny five degrees out. Oh, yeah. It's on up cold here. All right. Haven't seen him in the news lately, in the Hollywood news. Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. Mm. He has arrived in India. And, mm. yeah, he plans on, we uh, got engaged. He's engaged to um, Priyanka Chopra. She's, really? Yeah, she's an Indian actress. Yes. Oh, she's gorgeous. So between um, November the 30th and December 2nd, it's going to happen. It's going to go down. Uh-huh. And uh, Jonas and Chopra got engaged in London in July 2018 on the Ride to Be's 36th birthday. They're going to have one of those multiple day weddings like they typically do. Is she Indian? Oh, Indian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Indian. Uh-huh. Gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Uh, so like I said, it's going to be in India. Everybody knows that, but they don't know, you know, what exact day between the 30th and December 2nd. So at the end of October, Chopra, uh, she celebrated her bridal shower at the Tiffany and Company in New York City flagship location. Whoa. Big money. At the newly opened Blue Box Cafe. Mm. Following a proposal at uh, Tiffany and Company. Tiffany's big money, man. He popped a question in Tiffany's and had it shut down to do. She wore um, uh, over a million dollars worth of uh, Tiffany diamonds. So she tweets, she says, I had so much fun building a wedding registry guide with quote unquote Amazon. Um, they have everything that you need in one place. Yep. Amazon has also made a $100,000 donation to UNICEF, a charity that is extremely important to me. Interesting. Okay. So they wow. got their... Yeah, UNICEF, that's amazing. They got their little plug. They've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they UNICEF have. and the market down has been around forever. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. About it. I guess after, before the new year, we'll see if they got you married. Know, that not. wedding might be all of those dates. Because weddings in India be. usually last for several days. Right. Well, you should see on 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 um YouTube on 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 um uh, online their uh, uh Thanksgiving. Uh huh. So it was. I mean, the table probably is about two or three blocks long. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's how they get down with the get down. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, Ellen Pompey, she interprets a Porter interview to call out the lack of diversity on set. She is the young lady that plays um, on Grey's Anatomy. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. So on this, um, it's called Porter, the net a Porter magazine invited uh, Gina Rodriguez, Ellen Pompey, Gabrielle Union, and Emma Roberts. Now, I happen to see this online today. Everybody was talking except Emma Roberts. Seems like she couldn't relate to what they were talking about. Um, They discussed inequality in the entertainment industry for a digital segment called The Big Television Debate. So Pompey called out the fashion company for their own lack of diversity on the set. She said, this day has been incredible, and there's a ton of women in the room, but I don't see any women of color. And I didn't see enough color when I walked into the room so today. So that girl, Emma Roberts, what does she play on? What does she do? She's an actress. I don't know Is what she she's on. Is she on in particular? Um, no, I guess I could look it up. What's her persuasion? Is she mm-hmm. white, black? Yeah, what she's is white. So it was uh, two white women, which was Ellen Pompey and mm-hmm. um, Emma Roberts. And then Gabrielle Union, African American, and mm-hmm. then um, um, Gina Rodriguez. She's uh, Latino. Mm-hmm. But the three of them had a great discussion. But this white woman on the end, Emma Roberts, wasn't saying anything. Not a word. She couldn't. That's what I was saying about earlier. She she just couldn't relate to what they were talking about. Maybe she just was trying to keep her resume strong and not trying to dip into. Well, maybe she didn't want to put her big toe well, her big should, toe in the water. My thing is, she should have never been there. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, it's true. That's mm-hmm. true. If you're not gonna hang out with the people that's really trying to get it right, right. and get them out of your crowd, you know. Right. Well, they probably see that. Mm-hmm. I think what's the name? She just had a baby too. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Pompey. No. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Her and they had one about a surrogate uh, uh, individual. Did they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it was all that. Mm-hmm. So um, she goes on to say she did manage. Um, this is um. Uh, Ellen Pompey, she did manage to negotiate a $20 million salary after her male co-star left the series, uh, Patrick Dempsey. He left, and he was making more than, you know, the women were, but the main character is her. Oh, on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, which one is that on Grey's Anatomy? What, is, what part is she play? She's the main character, the one that talks all the time. Dr. Grey. Yeah, Dr. Grey. Dr. Grey. The white woman. So she goes on to say, she said, at one point I asked for $5,000 more than um, Patrick Dempsey, just on principle, because the show is Grey's Anatomy and I'm Meredith Grey. She said they wouldn't give, she said they wouldn't give it to her and I could have, she said she could have walked away, but she didn't. But she finally negotiated her $20 million. She's not really white though, this one here. Ellen Pompey? She's very Europeanish, very... uh, Okay, well, what is your opinion? Is that is that no, white? Or she's, no, she's, I mean. she's very versatile. Okay. I know it's her versatility. She okay. has the ability to be. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever she is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that was, that was nice for her to speak on it like mm-hmm. that. And one more last note: um, Angelie Jolie. Haven't seen her in the news or at mm-hmm. cousin Brad Pitt. They're still going back and forth, back and forth on the custody thing. And oh, my God. They have to make a decision what they're going to do by December the 3rd. Those kids will be grown by the time they figure this out. If they don't, I'm sorry, December the 4th. 
It says if um, they're not able to make a decision, the case will go to trial. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. And it will be up to the judge to decide the arrangements. Brad and Angelie, you know, they split in 2016. But that should, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, another red price thing. Like what? Red price saying he wish you know? never climbed up that fucking mountain. I'm quite like sure. I said, those kids will be grown and old enough to decide what they want to do yeah. by the time they sort this out. All right, uh, cocktail of the week. What you got for us, Kel? Well, as I said earlier, it's called the Brown Bad Daiquiri, but it's the Brown Bag Daiquiri. My apologies. Brown bag, like a lunch bag. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, it consists of mezcal. Is that tequila? Yeah, that's that smoky tequila. Oh, is the smoky secret to its hopped up daiquiria twist from a joint in New Orleans called the Belize? Mm. Okay. Belize? I've heard that before. Okay. So, I like mezcal. Okay. I like the world. Mm, we got <laughs> ah, those two together makes the brown bag daiquiri. Oh, okay. One one and a half ounces of mezcal, uh, a half an ounce of vermouth, half an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, a half an ounce of freshly squeezed uh, lemon juice, three fourths ounces of malt honey syrup, and one dash of grapefruit bitters. Interesting. Mm. Garnished with a lime wedge. Um, the glass type is a coupe. So um, we're going to add all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and shake. Fine strain into a coupe wrapped in a piece of brown bag held together with a spear and garnished with a lime wedge. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, they call it a brown bag daiquiri. <laughs> okay. I've I've seen it all now. Okay. All right. Um, Papa Didi, thank you, Kevin. Papa Didi, what's the uh, kiss it list? You don't know. What's the kiss it list, Papa Didi? The kiss it list is anybody who showed their butt hiney. Uh huh. You want it first? Seven days. <laughs> you want it first? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm holding interviews tomorrow uh-huh. at the Bellevue Stratford Hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Using your salary to do it. Okay. okay. Good luck with this. I'm right. trying to renegotiate my twenty million. I got some of the okay. finest, sexiest jokers coming in for the interview, mm-hmm. and everybody's interviewing topless. Yeah. Okay. You know they can't read, right? So, Mm-mm. kettle and red wine is as good as gone. Okay. Okay. All right. So All right. Can you can you tell the people who's saying, this week's kissing? All right. Starting with Papa Didi. <laughs> <laughs> We got on the kiss it list. Um, the man on the plane. So if you want to remember yeah. who they are, you need to smell their ass seat because that's the last thing you, you want to smell. Oh my them. god! Anyway, hey, yeah. anyway, um, on the plane. Yeah, coming yeah. back from Barcelona. Dolce and Gabbana for producing a uh, racially insensitive ad showing a Chinese woman. What's this? Uh, struggling to eat Italian food with chopsticks. Yeah, they got okay. blasted for that. Nah. I guess they thought it was cute and comical, but the Chinese people were not happy. Oh. Mm. And that's one-third of their market. Are you wow. serious? Chinese people have a that lot of so money stupid. that they spend in fashion. They, they so really stupid. do. They, they really do. do. So they were like, oh, you thought that was cute? They, they, they buy a lot of Tommy Hilfiger, too. Buy everything. Because it's 
their size. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. made for petite. But only on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. they work from Monday to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> only on Sunday. Oh, well, who else you got, Papa? Lord him. Trump for uh, thanking himself for Thanksgiving. Oh. He said, my budget is good. My life is good. Everything is good according to the way yeah, I did I've it. I've done such a good job. I've done so. such oh, a good job. Thank you. And I think he didn't come to that ceremony in Arlington because it was raining and he didn't want to mess up his hair because yeah, well, that was the he one takes in France. pills. I don't know why he didn't go to He Arlington. takes pills to maintain that hair. Uh-huh. And once, just like a typical black woman, if water hits that hair, he, he disintegrates. Anyway, um, the man who spent $18,000 to marry a hologram. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he just yeah. Yeah, that's worse than masturbation. Anyway, uh, uh, Samsung for not having a safe help environment for uh, working employees. They were working in somewhere they they made little computer chips where there's a lot of strayed um, uh, wax and plastic. Yeah, people getting exposed to cancer. You know, when you when you burn plastic to make little computer chips, Uh that smell of plastic will, 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 will literally kill you. That and not to mention the other stuff that they make the trailer parks with. The, oh, uh, that's that formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, which mm, is a strong mm. ass glue substance that holds shit together. Mm. That'll kill you yeah. too. Uh, James uh, Alex Field, who's a Charlotte neo-Nazi murderer. Oh yeah. And uh, with uh, Rainbow oh, Airlines Airline. for mishandling that racist uh, idiot that uh, was yelling at the Jamaican woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spirit Airlines. Uh, for not giving complimentary water There was a lady that needed some water She asked for a cup of water And the guy said here Here's some ice, suck on this You got some nice black suckum lips Suck on this you black oh, woman I was like wow Anyway Ratchet there mm-hmm. Anybody else? Uh, did we say Trump? I know we did. That's about it. He's done um, so much. Let me see what else has been going on. That's that's about it. That's uh, everybody. I think so. What well, we got for? All right, we got a special uh, Black Friday gift one. All right. Kiss my entire Welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle and, Hello. Uh, and Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last mm. word. All right. About to get on out of here because we still got some Black Friday shopping to do. Well, my last word, first of all, is, um, like I said earlier, the stigmas of life, you know, is so crazy. You know, all we need to do is just pay attention to what we do. When you go to work, just go to work and make a living. Do the best you can on your job, and at the end of your eight hours, just come home. Just leave. 
And don't worry about it. Always remember the theory, the need to know. If you don't have the need to know, don't worry about it. I don't give a shit somebody butt-necking on aisle four. If you ain't got no reason to go down aisle four, don't worry about what's happening on aisle four. Always worry about the need to know. If you don't have the need to know, don't worry about shit. Stop being Mr. Like the rest of your coworkers. They got the key to a fucking room for no reason. I got a room to the supply cabinet. Why? I just got a room to the supply cabinet. Why, motherfucker? Why you got a room to the supply cabinet? What do you need out of here? Nothing. I just got a key. This is the way people think. They just want to access this shit. It's crazy. Anyway. Okay. My last word is, again, it's uh, Black Friday. So let's not all go in the hole. You know, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. And also, I just want to say to people like that man that was on that plane that have that king mentality... You're not the king, so stop no, acting like it. Stop acting like it. Nobody died and left you king. Stop tripping. Treat people like they like you want to be treated. Unless you're one of those people that get off on that. And then if you are, you need to go home by yourself. Um, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm going to go over to you, Kevin. What's your last word? Mm, my last word is just some, just some simple things. Holiday stress is a mother. Mm. And it's real. So, I would say, on that note, to let God and let go. Because you can't, you're not going to be able to please everybody. And the main person you need to please is yourself. So, if you have to slip away or get away or whatever you got to do, just do one thing for yourself. At least one thing that day, each day, you have to do something for yourself. If not, you're going to be cracked up. That's All right. That's word. Okay. Well, we just want to remind everybody, you can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. You can check out the cocktail of the week, this episode, and any other episode from last week, week before, month before, year before. They're all there for you. Uh, share it with a friend. Tell somebody about the Pajama Party Show and join the crew. Uh, let's see. I guess we're going to say that's it. Let's uh, make sure we, uh, if you're going back out of shopping tonight or if you're shopping online, make sure you uh, shop around and be safe. Yeah, some places open 24 hours. Don't really? mean you got to hang out in these places. What, Walmart's open? Yeah, I think Kohl's is open Kohl's 24. Kohl's is open 24 hours. How about Target? But, yeah, just be safe out there. Right. You know, don't be if chasing deals and not paying attention. If you're hanging, if you're walking around in Kohl's at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're just straight crazy. Yeah. I'll say that because I might be one of those I'm people. I'm trying to be the one to diagnose <laughs> I you. I think people are uh, uh, Christmas shopping early. I think this is Well, that's what Black Friday is yeah, supposed to be about, you know. 2 a.m.? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you walk around in cold at 2 a.m., I'm just saying, mm, you know, mm, you just mm. you, I'm trying you're to tell you, crazy. I'm going to be up there around about 1.30, so kind of crazy. That. You need to get up out of there because they watch you <laughs> like a hawk. You walk around the store, especially with a person of color, the camera's all up your ass. They got a joystick in the room, and that joystick is up your butt That's like why you I would do not it. believe. They're just following. <laughs> walk around you walk around like Hello, this. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. You're walking around, and the security people are like this. They're Hello, there. darling. 
Uh, yeah, hello, darling. Joystick. I go down the aisle blowing oh kisses God. like yeah. I got paparazzi after oh me. And the person's Lord. in the security booth. And they say, okay, she's a nut. Move on. Uh-huh. They leave me alone. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll say goodnight, and we'll be back next Friday night. So won't you join us? Yep. This is Red Wine saying bonsoir. And Have a nice weekend. Have a nice Thanksgiving weekend. And... Good night. Eat leftovers. Stay out of those stores until at least Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh-uh. Don't go on that, that. Don't go to Chick Fil A. <laughs> don't go to the Chinese joint. You got food at home. Beat me at Coles at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out. See y'all next Friday night. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. <laughs> Party cool, keep it real for you.